wholesaling would be so much easier if people could get isolated data, truly isolated data, and you knew that no one else had ever made this offer to that mm -hmm. homeowner yeah. and you were going to you know, blow their mind with something brand new. Right. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be amazing. Right. But you it's have the world we're living in. It, right. So you have to keep the, the entire system mm -hmm. in mind, especially in a market like this. Like yeah. it's so crowded. There's so many people doing it. Like the odds of you being first, like slim to none. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today we've got Michael Bartolome with Launch Control and Michael flew in from Puerto Escondido, Mexico to talk about how to crush text marketing and not get shut down in 2023. Kind of a big deal at this exact moment in time. I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires. The information on the show alone is enough to help you become a millionaire. In the next five to seven years, if you take consistent action, you will become one. We also know one of the fastest ways to become a millionaire is to get really good at sales. So you can join us and over 100 members inside our sales community at salesdisruptors.com. And uh, we're also hiring right now. So if you're interested in working with us, go to disruptorsjobs.com. Uh, and this show is brought to you by our sister company, InvestorLift. Get access to millions of cash buyers across the country. Go to InvestorLift.com, put in Disruptors to get 10% off. And guys, if you get value out of the show, please hit that subscribe button. That way we can all grow together. Please do not keep us a secret. All right. So you ready to get into it? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I guess the first question is, how did you get involved in texting? Uh, so I met the founder of the company, Launch Control. Mm -hmm. And um, we there was a need because one of the hardest things for people to do with SMS engagement mm -hmm. is craft the messaging. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you say? Right. And it. so my first kind of duty really mm -hmm. was to uh, connect with real estate investors and to help them craft what they wanted to say. But there was a bit of a, a secondary agenda to that mm -hmm. because um, what makes Launch special is that it's not just a piece of software. Mm -hmm. It's really rooted in real estate investment and overcoming the challenges of real estate investment. Yeah. So we knew that to craft any sort of engagement for real estate investment, it had to come from a place of understanding the challenges sure. of real estate investors. And I know you had to go interview all the other investors, but yeah. Aaron, who started it, yeah, was already in the space. Yeah, exactly. So you know, he he was trying to overcome the same challenges mm -hmm. as everyone else, right. and, and to find good quality leads to get to the point of discovery call with homeowners mm -hmm. and and to close, you know, a lot of deals. He mm -hmm. wanted he wanted to be in the upper echelon, and, sure. and that that requires you know the ability to have a lot of discovery calls mm -hmm. and, and close a high percentage of those. So he, rather than going to existing pieces of mm -hmm. software to try to solve that issue for SMS engagement, he decided to build a better software. And one that was really intent on problem solving for real estate investors and focused on their needs. And that's what Lawn when did you came out of. When did you start working with him? Probably six months after the launch mm -hmm. of launch control, like mm -hmm. right, right from the beginning. And I didn't realize that at first. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a few months in after talking to him, I realized how, how soon in the process I was getting involved, but yeah, yeah, basically right from the beginning. And when did that, when did they start? About four years ago, four years ago. Yeah. So about three and a half years ago for you. When yeah. exactly, if you don't mind me asking, uh, it was in 2019, yeah, okay. like mid 2019. And I'm asking cause this was a time 
There were a bunch of other people texting already, right? I think mm-hmm. at that time we were using uh, text magic, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of different platforms out there at the time. But it seemed like delivery rate was not an issue. And, like, it didn't matter which platform you're using. They all worked. Yeah. Right? It seemed so at the time. And it wasn't until, I want to say, late 2019 or mid-2020 where we had to do this whole tokenization thing, where we had to change and mix it up. And uh, we were using a Slingshot, which was a white label of some other platform. But yeah, we had to use all this tokenization. It got really fancy and it became more and more work. Right. To get the text messaging, to get the text messages delivered. Yeah. So what was your experience? Like, do you see like, is this a situation where it just kept getting more and more challenging? No, I don't see it as more and more challenging. Mm-hmm. I just see it as getting closer and closer to the end result, mm-hmm. uh, the wanted end result, right. which is like when, when you send a text message mm-hmm. to someone, when you send a text message from any platform that you're using, launch or otherwise, you're looking at a dashboard, Yeah, right? It's easy to forget that from the recipient standpoint, mm-hmm. that's a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. Every time you get a response in launch control, there is someone holding their phone and looking at the message that you just sent. Mm-hmm. And it, if you lose that visual sometimes when you're, when you're trying to do this in a way where you're trying to juggle 25 inbound conversations mm-hmm. at any one time. Right. But the truth is, that is a single individual, mm-hmm. right? And the carriers, and this is the carriers that this is a reaction to, they wanna maintain within their traffic channels for their recipients, wanted conversations, mm-hmm. one-on-one conversations. Anything that strikes as spam, anything that strikes as repetitive, one message sent to many, mm-hmm. that was always going to get filtered out yeah. because it's not respectful of the recipient. Well, I like the way you said that. Like, this is a one-on-one because they actually reply back on the phone. Right. Because one of the things we talk about in our sales training is that because we're trying to buy 10 houses, 20 houses a month, it's really easy to forget that we're dealing with a human being. Right? Like, yeah, we might try to run two appointments a day but they might run two or three appointments right now. But prior to right now, they might have not talked to a person to buy their house 10, 15, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And so you're dealing with a person who's going through a life-altering experience. That's what happens for them to reach out to us. Like a life event occurred. And we kind of forget that. And so the example I use in our training is we sometimes can be guilty of kind of like those EMTs you see where like, Every, every once in a long while, you see an EMT and they're, they're kind of laughing, right? Yeah. While they're with a, like a person that's going through a bad situation. That person is literally having the worst day of their life. Right. The worst. But for an EMT who sees this every single day, they get desensitized to this. Right. They forget what someone's going through. Yeah, I agree completely. It's, there's such a level of vulnerability in, in these people's lives mm-hmm. at the point that the people are reaching out to them. Right. And they're is the unknown factor when it comes to direct sell options. So they're already in a position where they feel like they're vulnerable, Mm -hmm. and then they're getting these conversations coming at them that they don't have the research behind it. They don't have the the knowledge to know that this is a legitimate conversation that Mm -hmm. they could be having. And so it creates a a sense of distrust throughout the entire industry. So I, I think people also forget the necessity to overcome that distrust by, by trying to truly connect with yeah. that person on a one-on-one level. 
So we talked about how to, on the, the title for today's show, is like how to, you know, overcome or prevent some of the sell challenges or some of the challenges you're going to have with texting. Yeah. But before we get into that, actually, let's just really, really quick on a high level. Yeah. What is text marketing? And then what do we say to people that, that frown upon it? Okay. So let's start. What, what is text marketing? Well, let's, let's start with what text marketing should be. Okay. Not what it is. And I'm, I'm speaking specifically to the real estate investment industry, not text marketing or engagement mm -hmm. as a whole. Right. So what text engagement should be is a multi-touchpoint system that comes in at each cycle of the, the sales funnel. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, if you if you are able to initiate a conversation via text, you're not going to close the deal via text. At some point, you're going to push that to a call. That call is most likely going to equal a site visit. But in between, how many touch points do you usually have with that client? It can't all be a phone call. It can't email isn't going to be effective. The most effective way to deliver a small piece of information mm -hmm poignant and you know that it's going to be read in the moment, even if you're not expecting a response, mm -hmm. text, right? right, And it, it gets underutilized. When you've, when you've completed a deal with, with the homeowner and you want to just send a thank you message, you want to, you want to communicate with them afterwards, text would work really well. Mm -hmm. right? When you want to communicate with your buyers and let them know what you have available, mm -hmm. text is going to be the least invasive, fastest way to get them to respond. There are all these ways to use SMS engagement mm -hmm. throughout the full cycle of closing a real estate deal yeah. that go underutilized because too many people pigeonhole it mm -hmm. as outbound, right? right? And and so where where I'd like to see the industry shift is in that that level of growing up and sophistication of really mm -hmm. utilizing SMS the way it should be utilized and and to to really take the full impact of what it can do for your business. So you're kind of talking about like etiquette, right? Like, yes, there's kind of funny, like seeing what my kids go through is they're in sixth and seventh grade and they're, they got like email writing, right? And here's how you send a formal email versus right. how you send an informal email. So we're talking about like adding these etiquette behind uh, the, the messaging on for, for texting. Yeah, and I think that I think that the ways to approach things mm -hmm. are really in front of people more than they realize, right? Because when we say that people are in a position of vulnerability in or, or have gone through a life-changing event, mm -hmm. right? There are still levels to that. Yeah. Right? If you're approaching somebody that is over 55 and in a high equity situation versus somebody that you know is going into pre-foreclosure. Mm -hmm. Different timelines different problems, yeah. different approaches, right? And knowing by, by really looking and analyzing and shrinking down the data that you're focusing on and mm -hmm. humanizing that data, it gets easier. Like I'll see, I see mistakes like this that will happen, right? Like using that over 55 high equity situation. Somebody says in a first message, no, I'm not interested in selling my home or not right now, right? Not a, not a hard opt out, they're just, it's a timing issue, mm -hmm. not interested right now, right? So you got to figure someone over 55, high equity situation, they're not in a huge rush. They're, they don't have a ticking clock. But if they got onto your list through filtering, this is probably a conversation that they should be having, right? Mm -hmm. If not wholesale, then at least subject to, right? Mm -hmm. 
And so rather than coming up with solutions and different angles to uh, show them the viability of this route as compared to, you know, the traditional MLS route, uh, someone, they'll, people would just put them on a drip campaign and that drip campaign will ping them once a month saying, Hey, do you want cash for your house? How about mm-hmm. cash for your house now? How about mm-hmm. cash? Like that, <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no strategy behind yeah. that. It's just a set it and forget it mentality and hoping that, that again, like the, you know, the desperation slips through. Right. Right. But how many deals are there that aren't the last resort deals that aren't being closed? Yeah. Because there's not strategy focused on what that person needs. Like what, what are their, what is their emotional motivation mm-hmm. behind wanting to sell that house? You can, you can dig pretty deep on that without having a discovery call yeah. by just the data that's right in, right on your spreadsheet. There's a lot you can mine from that. So how would you respond to that? Right. The guy's like, you know, not right now. How would you respond to that with an SMS? Uh, for, for that one, mm-hmm. I would respond right away and say, okay, I understand. No problem. Thank you for letting me know. And I wouldn't contact them for a minimum of 60 days. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that I really want people to understand when it comes to marketing and, you know, I'd love your feedback on this, right? Is I feel like in real estate investment, there's a, there's a real versus mm-hmm. mentality and it's, well, I'm getting more ROI off of SMS than I am off of, of direct mail, than I am mm-hmm. off of PPC. So right. I'm going to cancel this and cancel that. Mm-hmm. Or I heard through someone that there are a lot of people are generating leads on Facebook. I'm going to drop everything. I'm going to focus on that. And there's this real versus mentality mm-hmm. where I think the truth is everyone should have at the level that they can afford a multi-funnel marketing system mm-hmm. that utilizes everything. So I'll give you an example, right? If you have some uh, direct mail leads coming in, yeah, great leads, right? They raise their hand. They came to you. You're not going to close all of them. Mm-hmm. No chance, right? So what do you do with the leads that you didn't close? Do you say, oh, well, didn't work on the call or two? Or do you take those names, put them into launch control, mm-hmm. retarget them, get them to respond, get them re-engaged, Use the automations in a positive way. And when it's time to get back on the phone with them, get back on the phone with them. And one of the things that I think is is overlooked in real estate investment or that I see as kind of a gap Mm -hmm. is that I think that everything is a matter of timing. Oh, it's very much a matter of timing. So if if you weren't able to sell someone on the first go round, right, Mm -hmm. because it was a matter of timing, then, you know, it's a question of when are they going to be ready, right? But here's what I think happens in the middle, right? I think because direct sell options are so unknown, there there's almost a research period in between. Mm-hmm. Where people go, okay, I had that conversation. I'm not sure that I trust that route. Yeah. Let, me, let me dig a little bit. Let me see if this is if this, if this is relevant, mm-hmm. right? But the odds of them going back to you, the originator, who actually teed that up for them and taught mm-hmm. them and gave them, gave them a little bit of focus on an alternative. It's pretty slim. If it's 90 days later or six yeah. months later, they're going to go to the person who approaches them with a similar offer mm-hmm. in the time frame that they're ready At to the sell. Right and that person's going to be like, wow, that one was easy. Mm-hmm. And it's because you did it for them. Right. You did right? all the, right. All and, the, all the heavy lifting. And then it's like the whole thing, like open the jar. Yeah. Um, you know, something you mentioned about the, 
it shouldn't be just one or the other. It should be multiple. Yes. So Jason Lewis is someone that, you know, is a friend of mine, someone I look up to. He's the founder of Investor Machine. We had a call. Like, he is having, like, a record, record quarter. He's just um, blowing the doors out. And he's like, Steve, of all the deals I've got going on, you wouldn't believe how many different lead sources they're all closing from. Like, I don't know, six, seven, like 13. Yeah. Like, he just has... Uh, you know, fishing lines, all these fishing lines in the water, right? And whichever one goes, goes. Yeah. But he's just steady Eddie, and one one's going to pop, the other's going to pop, and his team is ready for whichever one is ready to go. Yeah, and, and where I think, I mean, I don't know his system, and mm-hmm. I don't know what he's, he's doing exactly, but I would imagine that as much as he's killing it, that there's still an opportunity to improve mm-hmm. because there are ways to plug those different routes yeah. together. Right. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can plug the the leads you didn't close from direct mail into SMS. Mm-hmm. If you can plug the leads that you didn't close from PPC into SMS. Yeah. If you can take the leads that didn't engage with SMS and route those through a direct mail campaign, or if you've got leads coming into your mm-hmm. website and you're doing cheap retargeting through social, mm-hmm. there are so many ways that you can take these channels and plug them together to augment right. them. Make it uh, omnipresence. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, even Stephanie Betters, right, with Left Me, yeah. says, like, one of her best ROIs is just direct mail to people that raise their hands, and she just mails them. Yeah. That's it. I'm, so. I'm going to give a quick plug because you just brought her up. We just completed a integration with mm-hmm. Left Main for yeah. launch control. So anybody that's working with them and wants to have that Salesforce kind of background mm-hmm. and what, what they offer, uh, we've got that set up now. Oh, yeah. I am extremely excited about that because we actually have some challenges yeah. uh, with launch control, and those challenges are it's working mm-hmm. better than I expected. Yeah. And so, like, people are just picking up the phone and calling us. Yeah. I like, guess I do want to sell. Yeah. Or, like, we don't know how <laughs> at this exact moment. Like, when they just call us back, we don't have a system right now. So I'm so looking forward to this integration uh, getting fully uh, integrated in our left main. Yeah. So that we can see that. Yeah. I'm happy about it too. Cause I know a lot of people that we work with that are running the bigger shops mm-hmm. are either using left main, which is great. Mm-hmm. Love that. Or they're on the struggle bus trying to figure out Salesforce themselves, yeah. which could be tough. So I feel like this is a great hybrid option. If you mm-hmm. want to use launch and you want to have that, that Salesforce infrastructure, yeah. just the, the left main launch combo is a great one. Yeah, I was really excited when I when I saw Stephanie make that announcement, I think last week. Yeah. So we're talking about how to crush text marketing in 2023. Yeah. And not get in trouble. And mm-hmm. uh, I was remarking with you before the show when you and I planned the show, maybe you already knew it, but I didn't. I was like, this is like the perfect time to do this show. Like people yeah. are freaking out right now on yeah. Facebook. They're saying this is it 2P A2P and DLC, right, whatever, is going to kill everything. So are we dead in the water? No. Um, this is, what it comes down to, honestly, is just fear based off of a lack of information. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. Right? So uh, to clear things up, there are, there are two things that people need to keep in mind, or a real, a real clear distinction. Yeah. Right? So there is the TCPA. Mm-hmm. which is federal regulations, right? And then there are many state versions of this, mm-hmm. 
right? But these are very big macro telecom industry things. These are not the things that we need to worry about. Mm -hmm. Like the, the use case has been, has been proven. You can text under TCPA guidelines. Uh, launch control as a piece of software is, is 100% compliant because it is not an auto dialer. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that you have to hit send on each of your messages, you can edit them. The, 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 the fact that you're taking manual actions within mm -hmm. the system, that you're sending a different and unique message to every recipient because of the um, text spinners within the app, all of that is it keeps messages compliant mm -hmm. on that federal legal level. All of the, the perceived disruption mm -hmm. recently is actually coming from a 2019 document. Mm -hmm. It's called the CTIA, which is uh, a set of carrier best practices. They basically got together and put together their best practices mm -hmm. of the kind of engagement that they expect through yeah. SMS. So all of this, um, 10 DLC, which for anybody who doesn't know, that rather scary regulatory name, mm. it's just a way of describing a regular phone number. 10 digit long code, an area code and seven digits. Mm -hmm. That's the 10, yeah. right? So it just means that you're using a regular phone number mm -hmm. to text a regular phone number. It's yeah. not coming from a 1-800 number. It's not coming from a short code. Mm. So this is, a, a lot of people I feel like put 10 DLC into the TCPA box. Mm -hmm. It doesn't belong in that box. Yeah. It's not a TCPA thing. It is a carrier best practice, best practices related mm -hmm. um, registration process. Yeah. Okay. So in any company that is registering w through launch control, and I want to make clear, we don't register, we, we don't register things. We just expedite the registration. Mm -hmm. Each, You're facilitating. We're facilitating. That's it. The making it easy so that people don't have to do it themselves because yeah. it's, it's cumbersome. Right. So uh, what, investors are doing when um, they're giving their EIN number and their uh, company information mm -hmm. and they're having their website reviewed to make sure that they have opt-in data. What they're doing is establishing through an administrative body called the TCR. And the TCR allows you to register once to text with each of the major carriers. So you're not doing multiple registrations with each of them. Verizon. Right. Yeah. Imagine the headache if you had to register with like seven different carriers, mm -hmm. it'd be a pain. So they have this administrative body, the TCR, which allows you to single register with all yeah. of them. And by doing that, you're establishing a B2B relationship with the carriers mm -hmm. and an expectation that you stay within the bounds of the CTIA guidelines. Mm -hmm. Now, those guidelines, and they have, as the administrators of those guidelines, they have the ability and the right, honestly, to filter, block, or suspend any traffic coming through that channel. Yeah. And that's how it's viewed, right? It's mm -hmm. not, they don't view it as traffic coming from launch control. They view it as traffic through that very narrow channel of your established B2B relationship. Right. The, that's the what company gets I registered uh, with um, TCIA, mm -hmm. right? So my EIN, my corporation. So I remember this all going down back in 2019. Yeah. Right. And I think Trump signed it like January of 2020. Or whatever, right? I think it was a striker act or something like that. Because everyone's getting frustrated. Around yeah. this time, everyone's getting frustrated with all the text blasting, right? And so as I saw this, and we're, like, we're going to have to register our information with the carriers. Like, this is just a bad idea for me as a business owner. Because at this point, there was not clear distinction between TCPA 
and all these other things. Like, right. so I'm not going to volunteer my information to a carrier only to get slapped for TCPA. Right. Clearly, that was the wrong decision. <laughs> right, and it's I, I I wish honestly I wish I, that I'd taken more effort personally, or we'd taken more effort mm-hmm. to get more in front of this earlier, mm-hmm. because it it is a very that that blending of ideas mm-hmm. of what is just carrier best practices and mm-hmm. whether or not you're maintaining a business to business relationship mm-hmm. and the TCPA, the blending of those two mm-hmm. is what caused all of all of the concern. Yeah, right, and it's unnecessary concern. They right. are they are very separate things, mm-hmm. and and when you all of all of the the hoops that people have had to jump through recently, mm-hmm. this is another. You and I talked about this before before we we came on, and I said like I understand that when people you know from a real estate investor's perspective, mm-hmm. it's like oh they're coming after us, they're, right. they're not like real estate investment is the tiniest little fish in a very big pond, yeah. right? So, uh, not to say not and and I. I will be clear about this, not to say that there are no eyes mm-hmm. on real estate investment, because there are, Yeah, but it's not a central focus. Mm-hmm. It is number 3,482 on the list of concerns mm-hmm. from the telecom industry, right? Yeah, and I think like my own personal anecdotal experience, as well as what I've read, you know, articles about, Yeah, it's like, it's these student loan companies, mm-hmm. um, the... Um, Car service warranties. I was kind of joking earlier. Like I haven't had that Acura in like ten years. Right. Like, stop calling me about the, or stop texting me about the stupid Acura. Yeah. Right. Or a third one right now is all those ERC ones. I think ERC is probably like the, between the three student loans, car service warranty, and, and ERC. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, think about think about how hard this is for the carriers, right? Like. I heard this stat recently. I think it was 23 billion text messages are sent daily on an internet on an international level. 27 mm-hmm. billion. All of those being filtered through a handful of companies, mm-hmm. right? Like obviously outside the U.S., there are huge telecom providers as well, right? But yeah. it's it's not that many companies that are processing these billions of messages coming through. Mm-hmm. So. It's not like there's someone behind a computer screen going real estate investor block them. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it, it, they're just filtering mechanisms that are in place to keep that kind of repetitive over over texting from mm-hmm. happening. Right, like that. If the fact that you weren't able to opt out of that message and mm-hmm. just stop getting it, yeah, is the core of the problem. Right, it's when when someone says I don't want to receive this text message and then they get hit again and again and mm-hmm. again and again. Then there's a problem. Right? Yeah, That's- I have my uh, so my best friend. Uh, he moved from here to California, and he missed a tax payment on his personal residence. So now he's got like a late tax right, right. on it, and so he's on a stacked list, right? Because now he's an out of state landlord. Um, he's paid his property off, so it's free and clear. So he's high equity. Yeah, and he's got a tax delinquent. It's like, how do I get off this list? Like, you're toast. You're getting texted for the rest of your life, <laughs> right? It's like, but I keep saying stop. It's like, yeah, you can say, you can say stop, yeah, forever. They're gonna keep texting you, yeah, yeah. And it's look, an individual should honor that, right? Yeah. Like an individual real estate investor, yeah. that person opts out, mm-hmm. honor that, right? Take them off of your list. Do not text them again. 
Right? Because the only thing that you're responsible for mm -hmm. is your relationship to that recipient and your relationship with the carrier. Mm -hmm. right? So if you are respectful of the recipient and you DNC people, when they request to be DNC'd, your campaign will be fine. Mm -hmm. And then the person in the campaign right next to you, that's like, whatever, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to keep messaging them. Mm -hmm. They're going to get shut down. Right. And then they're going to say something like, well, you know, text messaging is dead. Yeah. No, you were not smart mm -hmm. about the way that you did it and you got yourself into trouble. Well, because they yeah. weren't ever going right. to respond it's, with you. No. You never res uh, respected them in the first place. Right. And, and the list that that friend of yours is on, mm -hmm. it's not the individual investors list that's the problem. Mm -hmm. it's, it's publicly shared data. It's where right. any, anybody can get this. What There's no list to be taken off of, mm -hmm. right? Unless he wants to go protest the county registrar's office or something. Yeah. You know, like he's on a public list. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's the list that's publicly accessible, right? Yeah. So it, as a individual texter, as an individual investor, mm -hmm. respect every recipient. And, and engage in a, a smart, sophisticated way, mm -hmm. you won't have any problems. If you don't treat the recipient as an individual, mm -hmm. and as, as we said at the top, an individual in a vulnerable situation, and, and you just hammer, 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 and, and disrespect request to opt out, not gonna go well. Yeah. Right? So there was something that you and I, we had a conversation not too long ago it was really eye-opening to me. I was like, we have to have this conversation on the podcast. Like, we must have sure. this specific conversation on the podcast. And it was basically what I was saying. is like, in my experience, the carriers don't want us to text, right? And you're like, well, actually, that's not accurate. So can you share with me your perspective uh, on the carriers, what the carriers want? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's, look, there's, there's two ways of looking at this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you look at the CTIA guidelines and you read through those, it should be 100% opt-in, mm -hmm. right? But there are 23 billion text messages being sent every day. Mm -hmm. you, how, what percentage of that do you think are not opt-in that fall into like a marketing bucket, right? Yeah, I don't billions. Know, I don't know the percentage, but it's in the billions, yeah. right? So, and, and each one of those billions of messages comes with a per-message cost. Mm -hmm. So the carriers are making literally billions of dollars off of these outbound messages, mm -hmm. right? And they need to have, they need to f find a center point mm -hmm. between being able to scale up and grow themselves and, and to, to really enable people to send messages, mm -hmm. but also respect the recipients and, and have a, a system where it's trending towards a much higher level of opt-in. It's mm -hmm. trending towards more and more wanted messaging. And they, they need to find that balance, right, between profitability and user experience. Mm -hmm. And if you're in your campaign able to earn them some money without mm -hmm. disrespecting the recipients, yeah. you're going to be fine, right? right? It's people that stray from that balance that they're mm -hmm. looking for of profitability and user experience. If you break user experience, you're going to get slapped on the wrist mm -hmm. or shut down. Right. right? So it's, it's a pretty simple bargain. It's in the carrier's best interest financially mm -hmm. for text messages to occur. Yes. It is not in the best interest for their shareholders if all their users are pissed. Exactly. Right. So what we're suggesting here, mm -hmm. we're not stating this, we're just suggesting that the carriers are okay with some sort of gray area 
where there's a healthy balance between you're not pissing off their users and they're complaining all day, but we're still sending text messages. Yes. And we need to find how to stay in this healthy medium. Yeah, and look, what we do that I think is really in advance of what any, anyone else is doing is from an engineering perspective, mm -hmm. we put a ton of focus on the recipient experience. And so we do a lot, like things that sometimes real estate investors find as like gatekeeping, where you, know, you can send an initial message and then you can't send a follow-up for a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. right? It's because if we don't do that, to be quite honest, people abuse the system mm -hmm. and they send, 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 send. We are not a, a compliant group of people. Right, and, and I, wanna, I wanna start to, to, to change that yeah. because the, the truth is, you know, we say this all the time, anybody that's gone through onboarding with us will, will back me up on this, right? Mm -hmm. But like all of the money comes from the inbox, not from the messages that you're sending in the batches. It comes from the people that respond, right? right? Like, I, I really hate this old adage of like, well, how many texts to a deal? What do you mean? Like if you're good, 10. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're really bad at it, 5,000. Right? It, 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 it's not a simple number equation. What it is, is a question of your ability to engage. Mm -hmm. right? So the way that I look at it, and I, I just think this is true, but I would like your opinion on it. You sure. know? Our job, as a piece of software, mm -hmm. and, and I'm taking aside, I'm, I'm taking out all of the education stuff we do with the uh, customer success team and um, you know the strategizing we do behind the scenes, mm -hmm. but it's just breaking it down to nuts and bolts. Launch Control's job is to deliver messages, yeah, right, and get leads into your inbox. Mm -hmm. Once a lead hits your inbox, it's not about Launch Control anymore. Mm -hmm. It's sales processes. Yeah. It's it's you having a system in place to take leads anywhere from a really hot lead to a lead that requires nurturing, mm -hmm. and have the systems and the cadences in place to close that deal. Yeah, right. To get that to a discovery call, to get on site if your boots mm -hmm. on the ground, but to that it's on you, right? At that point. I mean, I would argue, I don't know how much it, it is for them to get the message back to you, right? Because that should be fairly automated, right? But if you look like direct mail, mm -hmm. if I send out 10,000 direct mail pieces, in a perfect world, 10,000 direct mail pieces land. Yeah. We have people that moved. They're no longer there, right? Uh, we have other unfortunate human situations where the um, the delivery man just doesn't feel like delivering that day. Yeah. He'll just throw the whole thing in a bin. We know this because it's happened. Yeah. It's happened to us. Right. Right. And so in a perfect world, we send out 10,000 pieces, we get 10,000 pieces of mail delivered. In a perfect world, we get 10,000 calls from that. But the 10,000 calls coming back from us is really reliant on our message to get them to pick up the phone. Yes. Or I guess... For direct mail, picking up the phone, calling us in this context, replying to our message, right? But I wouldn't say the onus on you guys is to deliver because I think that's probably automatic if they're replying, right? The onus is on us to get as high response rate as possible. Yeah, I mean, think of it this way, right? So you send out direct mail pieces and you, you're going to get some calls back, right? Mm -hmm. Get some people coming back to you. But what you never see is you never see inside the person's home, mm -hmm. the person who was like, ugh, and they threw this away. Mm -hmm. Or they're like, hmm, I don't know. 
right? Yeah. You never caught that moment of hesitation because mm. you weren't privy to it. Yeah. Right? But when you send a text message, some people are going to respond. Ugh. Mm -hmm. right? You're going to see that uh, response because mm -hmm. it's, it's a text. People mm -hmm. respond to texts. To text. Mm -hmm. That's why it works, right? right. You, you get a text, you read it. Sometimes you're going to respond, right? Mm -hmm. You're also going to get those uh, hesitant responses, mm -hmm. right? You don't have that insight with direct mail. You don't yeah. have that insight with PPC. You have to wait until they come to you. They're mm -hmm. very passive forms of marketing. Mm -hmm. The leads are fantastic when they actually do come to you, right. but there's no ability to nurture they either, they either come to you and you can mm -hmm. close those, those leads or they don't, right. right? But there's this nurture space with text that doesn't exist in any other marketing medium where you can read between the lines and you mm -hmm. can see this is a nurture, this is a direct phone call, this is a hot lead, this is, you, can, you can determine in that moment you have another opportunity. And yeah. it's what you do with that secondary opportunity that could equal five, 10X your return simply by having a system in place to nurture yeah. in that space. What are those, as far as temperatures, right? Like, uh, this is a nurture, this is a pick of the phone right now. Like, what are some of the things you're looking for? Yeah, I mean, th it's not always going to be the most obvious things, right? It's not always going to be somebody saying, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of offers when you want to talk. Mm -hmm. Great when those come in. Right. right, that's obvious. Right, but there it it takes a little bit of of practice but mm -hmm. there are only certain levels of responses that come in so i'll give you an example right like somebody uh, you know a house is worth maybe 120k as a as a wholesale deal mm -hmm. and the homeowner says yeah sure i want half a million dollars right yeah so do they really want half a million dollars or like your friend who got on the list have they just been hit up one too many times mm -hmm. and they're like, I want a fortune for it, mm -hmm. right? But the backstory, like your friend, in a bit of a situation, right? And mm -hmm. this may actually be the best way out. So yeah. how, do you, how do you break through, mm -hmm. right? It's not putting them on a drip automation that every 30 days says, hey, do you want a cash offer? Right. right? That's, that's not going to get it done, right? So... You have to be able to look at that. And in most of those cases, I would pick up the phone and I would see if they answer. Mm -hmm. and, it, and then I would go through my sales cadence yeah. to see if I can kind of break through that wall and have a real honest and open conversation about what their alternatives are and find out what their motivation is and, and try to truly help them. Yeah. Right? I'd probably take that shot. Mm -hmm. But I would also, you know, I'd look at it and, and try to gauge the, the temperature, right? Because some, some of those, it's going to be like, yeah, let's pick that, pick that up and pick up the phone and call that person. Some, you're going to be like, you know what? I think they've been pushed a bit too far. Let's just let that go. Yeah. And I, I would honestly probably DNC it, mm -hmm. you know, because if you feel like someone's at a frustration point, it's not, if wholesaling would be so much easier if people could get isolated data, truly isolated data, and you knew that no one else had ever made this offer to that mm -hmm. homeowner yeah. and you were going to, you know, blow their mind with something brand new. Right. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be amazing. Right. But you it's have not the world we're living in. It, right. So you have to keep the, the entire system mm -hmm. in mind, especially in a market like this. Like yeah. it's so crowded. There's so many people doing it. Like the odds of you being first, like slim to none. Right? We had a property we locked up as a matter of fact last week. So, I mean, we had texting, we turned it off. We reactivated it a couple months with you guys. 
couple weeks onboarding this and that. We've been texting, I want to say, for about three or four weeks now. Yeah. Um, and we had an appointment this week, last week. And we went there. And you're talking about saturation, right? I'm like, <laughs> she's got a cash offer for 210, got off cash offer for 215. Fortunately, we were able to lock it up at 200, yeah. right? But that wasn't SMS lead. And we just started doing this recently. Yeah. It didn't even take that long to get the first opportunity. But yeah, definitely feel saturated because like I got to go and win this contract because I know at 210 and 215, I can't move this property. Right. I know those are bad numbers, but there's someone out there promising them that. So we've talked about the 10, uh, 10 DLC, right? Yeah. What are some other best practices right now? Because that's the promise, right, for the show. Yeah. Best practices right now to ensure... Well, I guess that's the first thing, right? To make sure you're still texting is to make sure you get that 10 DLC done. Yes. Because I think effective August 31st, you can't text anymore. I'm, yeah, I mean, that's with anybody. You haven't been able to text with launch for a long time without right. having that because yeah. you know we want to maintain the best possible relationship mm -hmm. with the carriers that we can. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and it's just like, this is, again, this is not just a real estate investment thing. Mm -hmm. Like Name a business, doesn't matter. If yeah. you want to use SMS engagement in your business, this is the business-to-business -business relationship mm -hmm. you need to sign up for. Like, right. It's just required. There that's, is no way around it. That's the first step. Right. Moving forward, what are some additional best practices for SMS marketing? Okay. So there, if we're talking about um, outbound marketing, mm -hmm. right? So we're, we're, we're doing prospecting. Uh, we need people to get really out of this mentality of, of just – treating data like data points and not mm -hmm. like human beings right. as we opened up having that conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So any, any attempts to just, um, use multiple platforms, for instance, like I know people are doing this cause mm -hmm. launch will put the brakes on a lot to limit, you know, how many texts can go to a single recipient and how often you can re-engage. And we do all of this again, for those compliance reasons of keeping mm -hmm. people in that band of, of, you know, good best practices and mm -hmm. in the happy place yeah. with the carriers, right? But there are people that will go and use three different platforms so that they can message the same person three different times. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. That harms everybody, mm -hmm. right? Because they, I have the unique uh, viewpoint or we have the unique viewpoint, viewpoint of, you know, Launch Control is basically the biggest network of real estate investors in the country, Yeah. right? So I see what everyone's doing all around the country. Mm -hmm. And so I don't see it as an individual. I see it as like, guys, we're all in this together. <laughs> Please don't do the bad things because right. it's going to make it a lot more difficult for mm -hmm. everyone to use SMS engagement mm -hmm. as a successful way forward. Right? So we all have to get more sophisticated yeah. and we all have to stop with the non-recipient focused texting mm -hmm. and really start trending towards more levels of sophistication to truly do what we've been preaching for years, which is take those leads in the inbox and challenge yourself to close as many as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, um, you know, as far as KPIs go, right. It should be measured not on how many texts you sent, mm -hmm. but how many discovery calls you set. And right. it should be a challenge to your team of upping that number every month. So you can up the ROI. Right. The average user on launch control right now gets something like a 10 or 15 X return on launch control. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a shadow of what they could get with better practices. Right. So we all need to trend towards that level of more sophistication. Mm -hmm. I also think 
and I'd, I'd love to nerd out with this about you. I also think that we're, we need to start really focusing on ways that investors are bringing in their own opt-in data, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're gathering acknowledgement because I think if you think about most of the, of the marketing forms that real estate investors are using that uh, are where you're getting these motivated leads coming in, mm-hmm. right? So you're getting a uh, direct mail lead coming in, a PPC lead coming in. And again, like we talked about this, you send 10,000 out, you've got nothing in that active zone in the middle where you could nurture, mm-hmm. right? You just have to wait and hope that they come to you, Yeah. right? And then they come to you and it's a phone call. Mm-hmm. So you have that opportunity to close them, right? Mm-hmm. But how often do you close on a single call? You have no mechanism in place to re-engage, right? But the more we push people, even with these motivated leads, to acknowledge that SMS is is a good way to contact them, mm-hmm. or you know, again, I'm all for multi-channel marketing, right? Yeah. Like anything that you can get, so that you aren't limited to a single touch point, right? You don't have to close in the moment. You can re-engage and retarget and get after them. That mm-hmm. scales businesses. So I think that's a fantastic point challenging ourselves how can we get a higher higher uh what's it um how can we get more either people that reply yeah but i think even on top of that too is how do we get more people to reply to the initial text but then how do we do more with those that did reply yeah um so we're using left main mm-hmm. and there are cadences instead of left main right and this and that and so there are sms automated in there what would be the difference between automating an sms campaign or someone that called in from direct mail inside of Salesforce versus doing it through launch control? Um, it's going to come down to um, really engagement strategies, mm-hmm. you know, because in any of those, like it comes in through direct mail, right? What was the end result of that conversation? Where did that conversation leave off? Yeah. Right? Because that's going to give you different stories that you want to tell. And so by setting up the automations and launch based off of, of the exit point of that conversation mm-hmm. and how you want it to re-engage, then you can, uh, you can have a more sophisticated level of, of those retargeted kind of um, automations going mm-hmm. on, right? And, and yeah. have, have the full feature functionality of launch. You're, gonna be, you're not going to have that, that level of sophistication mm-hmm. uh, with any other kind of automation system. Um, so I'm going to ask some more basic questions. Or any yeah, questions? Of course. So there's some things that we can do to get the first message to respond, right? Like there were things we were doing for a while. Yeah. It was like, uh, hey, Mike, hi, right? Or is this still Steve Cell? Whatever. What are you seeing generally for people that are doing that, that are sending out texts, that are having the most effective conversations? Uh. It, it actually usually starts with data mm-hmm. and how you segment the data, right? So the wider the net that you're casting, the worst results that you're going to get typically, mm-hmm. yeah, right? And that's been the problem from the beginning, right? Is for like, oh, I'm going to text Phoenix. Hey, Steve, you own 57 Green Street, correct? Right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's everybody's been doing that forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that get really narrowed down, like all the way down to a housing complex, mm-hmm. that's obviously going to make it feel a lot more local. It's going to yeah. make it feel more known, right? Uh, we're actually in the process of working on some new um, messaging uh, concepts that mm-hmm. we're going to be rolling out to try some things. 
But, you know, something that I think, and, you know, again, love your feedback on this one. I think that REI has a bit of a positioning problem, mm-hmm. right? And we were talking about that level of vulnerability and kind of yeah. getting, getting, you know, people that are at that last resort, mm-hmm. right? All of the marketing, in my opinion, is aimed at last resort hopes, mm-hmm. right? So that's where I think this, like, you know, Cash Kings, Ohio, we pay cash, right. pure cash, call us at 1-800-756-CASH, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is aimed at last resort. It's sure. not aimed at that nurture phase. It's not aimed at the people that are thinking, you know, what are my options here? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, let, me, let me ask you this question, right? Because I, I still don't understand it. It's been a question for me for four years. All right. And I, 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 I genuinely think it comes down to positioning, mm-hmm. right? I got into this business four years ago and I was like, how does every homeowner in America not know about this? How is it when they go to sell their house, they're not like, I have multiple options. Mm-hmm. I can list it. I can go create a financing, dig into subject two. I, I can, sure, I can find a direct buyer. Let's see what they're offering. How does yeah. every homeowner not have this three funnel idea in mind? Because they're so busy with their lives. It's like, I mean, you even talk about the stuff you see in the news, right? It's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, like, what are your thoughts on this? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or like, um, I used to be the biggest Cardinals, right? Yeah. My friends, I'm in the text camp, not campaign, text messaging group, right? With my friends, they're talking about the Cardinals. Like, I just completely tune out that conversation. Like, Cardinals situation has nothing to do with me, right? Like, once they resign Kyler Murray, okay, they're dead for the next four years. I already know that franchise is toast. Yeah. Anything about the Cardinals, I'm not even paying attention. It's irrelevant, right? And I think that's kind of the same thing. Like, with homeowners, they're not paying attention to all these other options because it doesn't apply. Well, once it applies, now they're seeing everything. So we talk about this in our sales training. It's the reticular activating system. And basically what that comes down to is like, if you're going to go buy a red Lexus, you haven't seen a red Lexus until you decide you're going to buy a red Lexus. Now you see red Lexus everywhere. Yeah. Right. And for the next two weeks after you buy it, it's like, man, how does everyone own a red Lexus? And then after that period of time's pass, your reticular activating system's turned off. You don't even see all the other red Lexus. Mm-hmm. right or at least you don't see as many and so i think that there's a moment in time where the because there's so much information out there the brain just filters in what's relevant they just don't see all these other options but it's the reason why we talk about in our sales training we absolutely cannot accept i need to think about it because if i'm in michael's home and i'm good at 150 you're good at 150 you just need to sleep on it or pray on it just so that you feel good about it yeah. right and it's like, hey, Michael, you seem like a nice, genuine guy. Sure, no problem. Go ahead, sleep on it. I leave. It's not out of the question that you get two text messages that evening about someone buying out your house. We're in Phoenix. It's just not out of the question. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, sure. Well, what's your offer? And then some idiot will make an offer by text message or whatever. And now you're, you're going to tell him, well, you know, I got this other guy who is at 150. And the guy says, oh, I can do 155. You and I had a great conversation. We built rapport. We built trust. We seem to like each other. We're doing business together. I come back tomorrow with my contract, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I actually got a higher offer. Yeah. So when you're talking about why don't they, why why are they not aware they have all these options? It's just not relevant yet. But the moment is relevant. They are aware of all of their options. Right. I I agree with that, but I also have a slight counter argument. Sure. Okay. 
So my counter argument is that all of the marketing mm -hmm. that is done in, in REI for the most part mm -hmm. panders to the lowest common denominator. Yes. It's last resort, mm -hmm. right? So people look at that, even if they hear it, and think, well, that's not me. That's not me. I'm not. In, I'm not in last resort space. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I have, even if they are technically, even if they are mentally, they, they're, not. They, they're mentally they're not. Yeah. Right? They're like, no, 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 no. That's that's desperate. Mm -hmm. That's not me. I'm not desperate. Right. And there's no marketing in between mm -hmm. that's offering just solutions for those that are considering. So if you think about like mm -hmm. all of the all of like if you go on YouTube, right? Like, like your numbers are amazing but there are 10,000 people talking about how to do wholesale real estate mm -hmm. and how to make money doing it. Nobody is telling homeowner success stories. Nobody's mm -hmm. out there talking about the solutions that they put in place for, for homeowners. Mm -hmm. Like every deal you close is a, is a success story that you had with a homeowner. Mm -hmm. Nobody's sharing those. Nobody's marketing those. Nobody's positioning themselves. So I'll give you an analogy. I was traveling in somewhere. I was in Nepal mm -hmm. and I got off the bus in Nepal and I got mobbed like 300 people that were like, you know, stay in my hotel, stay in my hotel, stay in my hotel. And there was one guy that was 30 yards back holding up a sign with just the price mm -hmm. on the hotel. And I was like, I'm staying with that guy. And I walked through the crowd and I stayed with that guy. So when they get to that decision point that mm -hmm. you mentioned, right, are you going to go with the person that's always been there mm -hmm. and was, was a known solution, even if you weren't ready to go down that path? Or are you going to go with one of the 300 that are mobbing you? So I think you look at the marketing component, Right, how much does it cost to market to someone who yeah. is not last resort? Because like the margins are incredible, right? Yeah. This is life-changing for most people. You do one wholesale deal a month. For most people, that's life-changing. You're making more money than you can get, totally. for the most part, at a W-2. Yeah. It's life-changing. So the margins are ridiculous, right? So then how much can you afford to spend to market to get these situations? The other thing, too, you can't get those same margins early in the cycle. It's when they're desperate, yeah. when they need help. Or the margin is the highest. And so I'm going to share a story here that I've never shared in public because it's grossly inappropriate. But I think this makes sense here. I thought it was my job to say grossly inappropriate <laughs> things. <laughs> so I have a friend, and she was disgusted with the messages she was getting. Yeah, uh, This was well, way before Tinder was around. It was some other dating platform. And she's just disgusted by this. Yeah, Like, why would these guys send these inappropriate messages? Yeah. And I was like, well, it's a numbers game. She's like, what does it mean? Like, you're going to say no, and most self-respecting women will say no and be offended. But there's that one girl that will say yes, and he gets what he wants, and that's it. So all he's doing is marketing like an REI guy. Yeah. I don't need to put my best foot forward. I just need to be who I unfortunately am in that context, and there will be a girl that says yes. Right. And I think that is the lens most people are marketing. Uh, yeah, I get it. I mm -hmm. agree. I just think that the lens could be a lot wider and could but what's start the cost sooner. Right to do that. Great question. Right. So, so how do we how do we do that at at a level that doesn't have a huge price tag mm -hmm. on it? And I'm not going to offer a solution right now. Yeah. Like I didn't come here to offer that solution. Right. But what I will say is this, like part of the reason why I'm here mm -hmm. and part of the reason why I want to, you know, partner up with people like yourselves. Um, we just we just closed a deal where we're going to provide data through Deal Machine. And mm -hmm. I love the way that they've educated their clients oh, yeah. all, all the way along. They're really, that group. really great about education. And so I want to I want to I want to team up or we want to team up with the thought leaders mm -hmm. because I, I genuinely believe that the way forward, not just for SMS, mm -hmm 
but the way that all of us are going to scale in real estate investment is by widening that circle, right? Because the desperation circle is always going to be here. Mm -hmm. But if we can get into the nurture circle and the options circle, Mm -hmm. and we can do that in a way that's cost effective, then we can increase the inbound leads coming in. Right. Where people are like, look, I don't think this is for me, but I'm I'm curious. How does this work? Yeah. Because then it goes back to it's a question of timing, mm-hmm. right? Because if they're asking that question, to be honest, and I don't mean to be harsh about it, it's a downward slope, right? Like they're, they're maybe maybe they'll come into a windfall and they'll be able to reinvest yeah, in I mean, the house. It's the same and, thing. We're like, hey, I got a loan mod approved. Okay, great. I'm gonna follow up in two months. Yeah. Because as the reality is, you got if you needed a loan mod, even if you got approved, two months you're gonna be in the same exact situation. Sure. So it's it's an early indicator, mm-hmm. right? And if we can get these or leading indicator, if we can get into that kind of marketing that gives us not only leading indicators, yeah. but inbound data coming in, mm-hmm. then we solved everything because we have opt-in data mm-hmm. and we have data that nobody else is going after because yeah. it hasn't hit the desperation circle yet. Right. Right. And there's a way that we can manufacture that, I think, that equals that and then reroute that through SMS engagement that's gonna equal this whole circle or circles of available audiences that no one else is touching. So we're gonna talk about this theoretical component. Yeah. How are we gonna find everyone else earlier on? Cause I think everyone would love to do it, right? Like, right. Uh, back, so I've been doing this for some time, right? Back in 2009, I could buy pre-foreclosure data prior to being public record, right? So in Arizona, it to be late for three months, and after you're late for three months, now it's three months into foreclosure, right? But the public notice, now everyone is on you. Right. Right? I was able to buy data where you weren't public record yet. Yeah. That's now illegal. I can't buy that data anymore. Yeah. Right? I've tried. So to your point about finding, by hitting these people earlier, I'm all about hitting people earlier. question is how, what data are you hitting that you're getting to them earlier? Okay. Well, I think that there's what we need to make a clear separation, right? Between mm-hmm. what is data, mm-hmm. because that's going to be outbound always, right? right. They, they didn't come to you. They didn't raise your hand, mm-hmm. their hand, excuse me. And what is inbound? Mm-hmm. And, and I understand that inbound is in the beginning going to be a fraction mm-hmm. of, but it, it creates another opportunity, right? Yeah. And that opportunity could have a high return. Mm-hmm. And it also just sets up processes that are there for, for scalability. Mm-hmm. Now, there are lots of ways that you can do this. Like we had uh, somebody that we worked with that was on TikTok mm-hmm. and he went around recording videos in the forest, just selfies, talking about wholesaling and he got 600,000 plus followers. And from those followers, all of, all of they got pushed to a website. Mm-hmm. Not a very good one but he collected 30,000 plus opt-in leads off of that, mm-hmm. off of that system. Yeah. Free, walking around in the forest, mm-hmm. recording TikTok videos, mm-hmm. right? Like he put nothing into that marketing cost, nothing. Right. I, think, I, I think like his neighbor's kid designed the website, mm-hmm. like nothing. 30,000 plus people said, sure, send me more information, mm-hmm. right? So there are ways that, that, that we can get people to come to us, mm-hmm. But it comes down to what I think it comes down to, and this is my personal opinion, okay? What I think, because there's that desperation circle that we talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Surrounding that desperation circle is mistrust. Mm -hmm. So trust is a huge barrier to get over in REI, right? It is. Because like like the analogy that I gave, 300 people are Mm -hmm. rushing at you, you're not gonna look around and be like, you look trustworthy. 
right? There's just going to be a general sense of distrust. Oh yeah, right? no, there's a lot so, of people that think we're scammers. Right. So how do you how do you get in front of that? Right. How do you mm -hmm. be the person I said was holding the sign in the back? Right. So um, I mean, the way we found that, that like we we got a contract uh, two three weeks ago. It was a, it was, they found us through SEO, right? Yeah. They went on Google. Google people buy houses. We like this company. We went out there and we had no competition. Well, we didn't have no competition. We had a home investor guy we were competing against, but they're like, yeah, we hated that guy. Yeah. And again, we bought it cheaper than the home investor offer. But exactly. And organic SEO is free, mm -hmm. costs nothing. So I think that's one component. But for the most part, hitting people earlier, I don't know how to hit them earlier. Well, what, I, what I'm saying or hit, hitting people with different precursors. Yeah, I mean that we can we can we're going to try that through messaging, and mm -hmm. I encourage people to try that through messaging to not take the we buy houses for cash mm -hmm. approach. It is on the the reason why I'm I'm, I'm sure some people listening or watching mm -hmm. have had trouble getting their website uh, registered with the TCR mm -hmm. because they have the we buy houses for cash stuff mm -hmm. splattered all over it. Mm -hmm. It's because the carriers have marked that mm -hmm. as being potentially fraudulent or potentially distrustful. Yeah, it's and, interesting because for us, when we went through that process with you guys, it was yeah. really easy. Yeah, it's, it, 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 is not a, it is not a a streamlined system. Mm -hmm. It's still new for them. It's manual, and, but it's, it was, and it's manual. It was fairly seamless. So actually, I was going to go through the, the feedback here. So yeah. before we go through, there were a couple of questions from Facebook that I, I posted. Hey, guys, you know, got launch control here. Everyone's freaking out. Yeah, we got these guys on. Let's talk about it. Uh, but before we do that, uh, so you know, we are working together, we're collaborating because you want to change how the marketing is done. I want to change how the sales is done. So I think this is perfect. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in in working with uh, Michael and launch and launch control, go to textdisruptors.com. T e x t disruptors.com. Uh, so questions from Facebook, and unfortunately there were only two. We yeah. will get to both of them. I guess there's multiple questions in one of these. Uh, how is the deliverability to all major carriers? So how how is delivery, deliverability at this moment with all the major carriers for launch control? Uh, with us, it's pretty uniform across all of them. So what's the, do you have an, a number? I have a number, but do you have a number? Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be for the most part in the in the upper 80s. Some, mm -hmm. will, some will go into the lower 90s, but there are a lot of things that, to that including mm -hmm. um, saturation within a market how many people are sending texts so it it can vary sure. uh, what what people should understand is if if it's anywhere in like the 85 plus range everything's all good mm -hmm. right if it drops down to say 60 percent it's not launch control it's not the software mm -hmm. it's the fuel you put in the tank so stop and we'll take a look at your data we'll take a look at your messaging and we'll we'll see what clogged up the drain mm -hmm. but it's not the soft the software doesn't vary more than a couple of percentage points mm. any big drop it's what you put in the tank yeah and this and you guys have been incredibly helpful coaching our team on that uh what are, what keywords are a no-go i know like it was a big deal in like 2019 it's like don't say blue or out of the blue that's gonna kill you yeah um don't worry about the keywords mm -hmm. we are constantly are consistently analyzing and, mm -hmm. and updating those and we won't allow the messages to go out. Mm -hmm. You'll know because you won't be able to save a template in mm -hmm. the system if it's one of those words that are, are very clearly being filtered by the carriers. Uh, don't cheat. Mm -hmm. We have a growing list of, of words where we, you know, somebody 
one, wanted to say offer and they put a zero instead of an O and then I have to roll my eyes and like block that. Just, just don't just, yeah. you know, if it's, if it's getting filtered again, launch is the biggest network of real estate investors mm -hmm. in the country. If you are doing these little things that you think are, are quick little workarounds for you, it's harming the entire ecosystem for everybody. Yeah. Don't do that. If everybody right. wants to maintain high deliverability levels, mm -hmm. play nice. So right. that we, we can, all want to win. So we can all win. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so off the top of your head, offer sounds like it's, it's a no-go. But it's already blocked. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have, that's what I'm saying. Don't concern yourselves with keywords. Mm -hmm. We'll take care of that. Right. Like we'll let you know. But if someone wasn't using a launch, what are the... Oh, yeah. Uh, well, look, it goes back to the marketing, right? Like we buy houses for cash. That has that is on carrier's radar. Mm -hmm. Like solutions for homeowners, alternatives for homeowners is not right. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying cash offer, uh, deal out of the blue, like you know why out of the blue is on there? Sounds sounds random, right? It's because one person probably had a text message template that said. Hey, Steve, I'm sure this is out of the blue, but just wondering if, if you owned 302 Maple Drive, mm. I, I can give you a cash offer for it, right? And then they sent that same message. And then that investor said to their investor friend, hey, got this great template. Starts with, I know this is out of the blue. It's a winner. And then 10,000 people did it. And the carriers were like, why are hundreds of thousands of homeowners getting messages that say out of the blue? Yeah. It's because somebody thought they had a magic text and they sent it to everybody. Well, I think it's because it started from cold call text yeah. or cold call script. Uh, what are the volume limits? Uh, the volume limits on, on texting. On texting, um, it's. I mean, we can go all the way up to an enterprise account, which will allow for, uh, well, at the highest level, ten thousand mm -hmm. um, message segments a day. Yeah. But um, I want people to think not. And, and look, don't get me wrong. Like we make more money as a company when people go up to higher levels, but I don't want people going to higher levels just to go to higher levels, just to send more messages. What I want is people to make as much money as possible out of the data that they put into the system, yeah. right? So before anybody scales up in terms of how many messages they want to send, I want to have a conversation or have my team to have a conversation about strategy, mm -hmm. right? Because if, if you can close on a pro account, as many or more deals that you could close on an enterprise account, mm -hmm. I don't want you burning data. Yeah. Data is expensive. Skip tracing, it's expensive. Don't do that. Right. I want you to have the systems in place to, to, like I said earlier, right? Like if, let's say you send a thousand messages and you get 200 responses, how many from those 200 responses are you going to filter out as do not calls? Yeah. Now you've got, say, I don't know, 80 workable, workable leads in the system. How many of those 80 leads, challenge yourselves, how many of those 80 leads did you, did you turn into multi-touch point conversations? How many mm -hmm. of those multi-touch point conversations had a discovery call? It's at the level of discovery call, how's, like, what's your business close rate? Like right. how many did you got to close, right? Can you up that number? And think of it from real inbox KPIs of, of conversion, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're looking at conversion rates and you've, you've like, I can't do any better with our conversion rates. We're closing 60% of discovery calls. It's bonkers. We're making tons of money. Up your volume. Right. Right. But don't up your volume without systems in place. Yeah. Makes total sense. So uh, real quick, you know, I actually asked my team to give me some feedback prior to you guys coming on to the show. 
So there's a few thing, few different things. It's from Ira, who mm -hmm. runs our operation. So uh, things she likes, fast support. Uh, the launch control team provides clear, detailed onboarding, shares best practices. The 10 DLC registration is made easy. Since support can provide a specific issue, the company can prove to be approved. Uh, no need to worry about phone numbers for texting since it's built in. That's pretty cool. Provides dashboard that tracks deliverability and conversion rates. Uh, can add multiple initial templates that flag all unwanted keywords before saving. Can provide spinners, so there's different ways of saying the same things. Options to store multiple drips, quick templates, and follow-up templates that can be assigned to each of the prospects depending on the status. They'll follow through to leave, which is great. Uh, can use up to three phone numbers per prospect. You guys filter out litigators and landlines. That's huge. Saves us money on the landlines. And definitely sleep better without the litigators. Uh, and the second, third uh, numbers are automatically targeted the following day, which again makes our lives easier because before we just focus on the first number. So uh, I, I had them pull the numbers and we were at 89% deliverability rate, which is significantly higher than prior to working with you guys. Mm -hmm. Right back then, when we set out to help with this thing, I think we were at like 60, 65% um, deliverability rate. And it felt like every month we were playing whack a mole. Yeah, we had to change this. We had to change that. So eighty nine percent, and it's easier. That makes me happy as a business owner. Yeah, uh, and eleven percent response rate. So we're getting people replying; they're interested. Yeah, every single day. So I think that's absolutely huge. Yeah, and you know the response rate it it varies depending on on the market. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're in in a, in a little market that's not oversaturated. It's probably going to be quite a bit higher, 16, 17%, sure. right? It's never going to be, for outbound, it's never going to be higher than maybe 20%, right? Yeah. Because it's just the nature of outbound. Inbound marketing, it's double that easy, right? right? Because it's, wa it's, it's wanted, anticipated messages, right? Yeah. So, well, like in 2018, right? It was like almost 100%. It was ridiculous, right? Yeah. Um, so, but 11%, I'm good with that because compared to cold calling. Yeah. Right, we're getting people. We were able to um, have conversations with way more people in a lot less time. Yeah, right. Eleven percent is pretty good on a daily basis. I think we're sending about thirty-seven hundred messages a day. Okay, something like that. Right. So to get three hundred people to re to reply for me, yeah, is a win because we couldn't have three hundred seventy conversations. No, cold calling a day. No, not with one VA at least. Yeah. So if you guys are interested, again, in, in, in getting some of the results, textdisruptors.com, T-E-X-T, disruptors.com. Yeah, and a couple of things I wanted to mention about that. There are certain things that, that you mentioned in there, like the filtering out of negative keywords or spam-related mm -hmm. keywords, uh, creating message variations within the system. All of that is on the engineering side, and that's, that's really the platform, and, and that, that equals us giving you as much of a one-on-one -on -one connection as possible. Mm -hmm. So something like, for instance, the text spinners, what that equals is a different message, even if it's a slight variation, being delivered to every single homeowner, mm -hmm. right? So it gives you the ability to, from a marketing sense, to A-B test things and figure out what's working, what's not. But from an engineering perspective, what it's doing is making sure that what's going through the system is as close to natural messaging as possible, right? Yeah. Because we are not doing auto dialing. It is not a robo texting kind of thing. And we don't want anything that even gives the illusion of that. Mm -hmm. Because all that we're really doing is giving you the ability to simultaneously maintain 20 active texting conversations so that you can filter as many of those up to that discovery call level as possible, right? right. 
on the REI side, what I would really encourage people to do is to work very closely with our customer success team because mm-hmm. they're not just app experts. They, they're, they're so deep into real estate investment at this point that I almost feel bad for them, right? Where they're just like, this is every day they're in it. Like they're giving me, they're sending me suggestions mm-hmm. like, hey, we're seeing an opportunity in the upper Michigan Peninsula. And I'm like, what? Okay, <laughs> you know, because they're just really in it with mm-hmm. the network. Um, so definitely to work with them. But the, the, the best approach that I've seen coming in to, to work with SMS engagement is, and look, it's something I really deeply believe with real estate investment is that everybody's always on a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where you are in your business, you're yeah. always learning, right? Network, connect yourself with coaches, get that really good REI kind of background and systems really think about even before you get to us how to apply some of those things that you've learned to that early stage engagement Mm -hmm. work with our team on on sms specific engagement and you will do extremely well right and obviously data matters right like we're going to set people up through that um through the deal machine uh, partnership that we have we're going to give people uh deal machine data straight out out of the out of the way they'll get a a free 30 days with them mm-hmm. coming in so they could, they can utilize that. Uh, but they don't, you know, but in, in general data is really important, yeah. right? Like you, the best data that you, that you can afford to put in, do that. And per our conversation, just try, if, if you have 0% inbound now, aim for 5%, mm-hmm. aim for seven, try to get the, those inbound up because those leads that you retarget with SMS, the ROI on those is outrageous. It's so it's so high. Speak on that. I mean, yeah. what are some examples? Well, I, people that are say like I gave the the example of like a you know like using direct mail mm-hmm. to retarget. And so they know who you are. Mm-hmm. You're picking up a conversation that you've already had. Yeah. You're capitalizing on the timing aspect, right? You're not sending that retargeting text two weeks later. Makes no sense, mm-hmm. right? You're picking the right time. You're sending it. And when people have done that, like the response rate is. I don't forty plus percent, mm-hmm. and and the people are reengaging, and they're able to close those deals. It's, yeah. They they are motivated leads, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, your your percent. It just takes what you were able to close from those mo- motivated leads. Yeah, adds to that, right? So this goes into what I was saying about like not having a versus mentality. Mm-hmm. So instead of like how many deals did I close with direct mail versus how many clo- deals did I close with SMS. How many deals did you close by joining those two together and, and using them, using SMS to retarget direct mail, using direct mail to retarget anybody that was a non-responder in SMS, and you put all that data together and go, wow, between the two mm-hmm. and using the two to play off of each other and get the best results out of both, I ended up with an extra four deals. Yeah. An extra four deals is an extra $80,000, maybe $100,000. That's life-changing <laughs> you know, oh yeah so. no it's real money yeah so another question that came from facebook was what are all the differences between um real estate investors texting and you know election season is right around the corner mm-hmm. um because those text messages during a presidential campaign it's non-stop yeah there, there really isn't that much of a difference, honestly. Like it's there, everybody has that 
B2B arrangement with the carriers. Um, it's, it's just a question of, of filtering, really. I think the political campaigns are exempt from whatever laws there are. They're, they're not, they're not 100% exempt. There is a different filing, mm -hmm. like the, the way that they register it's it's a different channel that yeah. they they register for so that they're they're separately marked mm -hmm. so they're they do still undergo some filtering they do get things shut down but they they it's less filtering for political mm -hmm. it's less filtering for ngos or any mm -hmm. kind of fundraising yeah um they have they have a separate registration process for those yeah because uh they, during the last pres presidential election it was pretty crazy yeah and it's like okay well these guys are exempt from certain rules well, so, I, and it's uh, also like it's a question of it's a question of opt-in too and, mm -hmm. and like what's around it right like i i don't know this so you know this is not this mm -hmm. is not stated fact but if if you know you're registered as a republican or registered as a democrat mm -hmm. or registered as an independent it, it's it's as close to public record yeah. as possible yeah. right so people are going to be able to get those those, those lists and mm -hmm. there's there's even in some cases like um, an assumed opt-in, right? Well, right. You're, you're a Democrat. You want democratic texts, right? Like, right? But again, like if you can, you should be able to opt out of those. Mm -hmm. And, and it, there's it, so much money going in, you can't opt out of all of them. But this, this goes to our conversation, right? right? Like there's, there's that balance mm -hmm. between this perfect world of 100% opt-in for everyone mm -hmm. and it's all wanted conversations and, and the growth of profitability for the whole telecom industry and and being able to stay within the balance mm -hmm. of those two right stay within the balance you don't you know uh, you know disrespect the recipient or the collective recipients in in, yeah. in your data set and you'll be fine right so best practices um follow the tcia guidance yeah get your 10 dlc figured out correctly treat text marketing like you would any other marketing not as just this kind of text blasting tool try to have as many conversations as possible yeah so just like you'd be intentional with your direct mail piece or your tv ad or your ppc landing page be intentional with your text message yes so that people will reply to it and then focus as much as you can on the people that replied not texting these people that have not replied forever. Exactly, exactly. Because all of the money is in the inbox, mm -hmm. right? So, and, and they're all teachable things, right? Like, I'll use cold calling as an example. It gets predictable, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know how people are going to respond. Mm -hmm. And so you have decision trees, right? If the person says this, reply with this. If the person says this, reply with this. Mm -hmm. Why aren't more people applying that to text? It's the, it, you, you, you have, haven't had to. But you should, right? <laughs> you should. You should well, moving forward, you have to. The standard is getting raised. Yeah, the standard's getting raised, but it, what is also hidden in that, or not so hidden in that, hidden in plain sight, is that hundreds of thousands of dollars are in that, mm -hmm. right? Like by doing that, it's not because you have to, it's because there are, tons of leads that are getting left behind or deals that are getting left behind mm -hmm. because somebody didn't take the one extra step, right? The one extra message, the one effort to pick up the phone, the, the taking the time to, instead of having like a VA hit quotas 
to actually have a decision tree mapped out mm -hmm. that if the homeowner says this, notify you know the the sales agent immediately and let them call if right. they say this reply with this quick reply if they say this put them on a drip campaign but set the first um the first delivery date for mm -hmm. 90 days out because we don't want to pester this person yeah like have that decision tree it's a teachable decision tree by having a teachable decision tree if you can take your results with launch control from being 10x to 20x 25x and what's the dollar value on that for your yeah. business? So it's not that you have to, it's an opportunity to right. actually make really profitable improvements to your, to your, your marketing structure. Everything you're saying makes total sense. I think the default is, is just spend more money on marketing. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, this is what I'm saying where I think that like we can, we can work together. Yeah. And, and I don't just mean you and I, mm. I, I do want that to happen, but mm. I mean, in, in a sense of like the real leaders in the industry and the people that do understand sales and marketing, mm. you know, you and I had a conversation earlier today where I said, I feel like a lot of people get up to that stage in their business where they're making seven figures and they think it's, you know, time to go on vacation to Costa Rica. And they realize that they have to learn sales and marketing because mm. their business is that big. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's, work together to start that at the early stage when somebody still has a day job yeah. and, and they've got these little bits of marketing that are cheap, but effective mm -hmm. and, and scalable. So that when they do get up to that stage, they can just bail to Costa Rica and have a good time because they've got really sophisticated sales and marketing cadences mm -hmm. set up that are producing, taking their business from 10 X to 25 X on, on these combined, you know, multi-channel marketing efforts yeah. and, and everybody, is making a can i say a hell of a lot more money Every, absolutely everybody's making a hell of a lot more money right. you know solve a lot more problems exactly and yes thank you and also uh it means that a bigger pool of homeowners that we're able to help mm -hmm. some of those that haven't hit the desperation circle yet that are in those outer circles by widening that pool mm -hmm. again think about the recipients like how many people did we help out of really bad situations before they got to the point where they just really felt like they had no other option, right? Like if we can start helping more and more people, the knock on effect of us helping more and more people is that the reputation of the industry goes up. Right. And if the reputation of the industry goes up, then more business starts coming to us, right? Like that manufacturing inbound leads mm. gets easier yeah. because somebody talked to somebody that they got a, they, they, you know, had a problem get solved for them before the last resort resort point. They're like, this is actually a good idea. You should consider it, right? So again, we've raised the profile of the industry. The inbound leads come to us. We close those inbound leads. It's not, it's not that hard to project the millions that come out of that. You know? Right. No, it makes total sense. Um, I want to think about something you want to leave the listeners with, a final message to everybody. We'll make it just a couple of quick announcements. Um, guys, you know, again, we've got our sales community. We've got over hundred people in there now and the role-playing sessions, the call reviews, we're having live multiple live training calls every single week. If you guys want to close more sales, the fastest way to do it is to get really good at sales. So we invite you to join us in our community at salesdisruptors.com. Make sure you tune in next week. We got Sean Terry, you know, I consider him the, you know, the godfather. He spawned all these little wholesalers, including myself. Yeah. So we got Sean Terry coming on next week. And again, if you guys got value, please subscribe. A rising tide lifts all boats. So what final message would you like to leave everyone with?
uh, last message would just be, you know, come to Launch Control. Um, we'll, we'll get you set up with some really great engagement processes. We don't just send messages. We're really focused on improving real estate investment businesses. So come work with us. We'll, we'll give you the tools to succeed with SMS engagement. And if you need them, we'll help connect the people to people like you that yeah. can really help them you know, learn those sales processes and expand the marketing opportunities that fall outside of our subject matter expertise and just use our, our giant network really yeah. to, to you know, connect people and create those success paths that they need to to scale up. Yeah, perfect. And someone wants to get a hold of you, best way? Uh, best way, if you can, if you want to get in touch with me directly, you can email me, michael yeah. at launchcontrol.us. There you go, michael at launchcontrol.us is really easy. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to check out text, uh, uh, Launch Control, textdisruptors.com, and we'll see you guys in there. All right, thank you, thank sir. Thank you so much, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Shout out to Steve Train. Jump on the Steve Train. We real estate disruptors.